Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. We've been talking, we've been talking about covenant, right? How many were here Sunday? Sunday is going to get you wide open. You ready for it? If you weren't here Sunday, go back and listen to the podcast. Romans chapter 4, amen? Romans chapter 4, and we're going to start reading we're going to start looking at covenant terminology, and I need you, um, I need you to get an understanding. I need you to get an understanding of, of covenant terminology that's going to allow the blessing to move in you on a supernatural way. One of the words that I really like is God said this, he imputed not sin unto you, which puts you in the blessing because you have to understand it. So let's, you know, um, yeah, that's okay because Ephesians chapter 2, we don't even need to get into that right now. You, you kind of got that, yes, last week, Sunday. Romans chapter 4, though, is going to make a lot of sense. Go to chapter, Romans chapter 4, and um, I was going to start with 14, but I want you to look at verse 8. Go look at verse 8. One of the things you're going to hear here is this. You have to overcome a sin consciousness. Romans chapter 4 and verse 8 says, blessed is, blessed is the man whom the Lord will not impute sin. And what does it mean to impute? It means to put upon you sin. Jesus said this, now he took sin off of you. And you're going to have to get an understanding and a revelation of God taking sin away from you. How do I do that? The number one way to do that is get a God consciousness of righteousness. Is that okay? When you get a God consciousness of righteousness, you're going to lose a sin consciousness. And sin consciousness is going to rob you from things that God has for you. So you got to lose the sin consciousness, all right? So now let's start reading with verse 14. God took sin off of you and put it on him so you could be righteous. Is that okay? So now watch this. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void. Everybody say faith is a key. Because here's what happens with faith. You ready for this? Faith has to be, has to be, has to be the forefront of the position of righteousness, not works. Because if you think you're going to work for it, you're going to mess it up. Faith qualifies you for the blessing. Faith, covenant agreement means this is where, this is where, I'm going to talk about covenant, the blessing, the whole thing. But you got to get this. Faith keeps me in my position of righteousness, not based on my action, based on my position. Okay? Why is that important? Because you're not going to be so apt to reach out and receive what God has for you if you look at performance. Performance has nothing to do with righteousness. Okay? This is very important because God, he, he makes it very clear as he talks about it because the Lord wants you to know you ain't going to get it because you're good. You're going to get it because you're righteous and in covenant with him. And he gonna give you, he's going to give you whatever he said he's going to give you. And it ain't going to be because you're swift. It's going to be because you're blessed. See that? Now, I'm telling you now, and this is where you theologically get in trouble because a lot of guys will argue. For, like you got Calvinism, you got uh, Martin Luther, you got a lot of different things going here. And one of the things I read that really, really sealed the deal is don't argue, don't argue what, what God has given you. Imputed righteousness means he took sin off of you and put righteousness into you. That means positionally you're, you're walking in the blessing because of what he did. That sounds real good by language out of my mouth, but you have to get that to become an understanding in your heart that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and nothing I do can undo my righteousness because it's a position that was given me by him. 
Is that all right? So you righteous, once you get born again, you're the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you'll disqualify yourself from covenant practice and principles because you'll feel like you're not worthy for it. But I got news for you, you are. And we're going to read it today. We're going to see it, okay? So what I told you is this. You got to trust what I tell you about you because I'm telling you the truth about you, all right? Is that all right? And you're going to see this thing. And then you got to start getting, getting some of this stuff going, all right? And I know you will. Watch this. So he said this. He said, for they which are of the law, right, are, are heirs, their faith is made void. So he's saying this. If you were an heir by keeping law, then faith don't work. See it? If you read it in a different translation, it'll probably almost read like that. But if you read in the King James, you know what I'm saying? Say, so if you think, ain't gonna work. The promise is made in none effect. So that means you can't, what's the promise? It was the promise he made Abraham. Okay? Remember Abraham, Abraham met God in, remember we were in Genesis 15? And then we went to Genesis 17? When God, this whole thing was about redemption. The whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation is redemption of man. Adam sins in the garden, right? We've all been here. And now i got to get man back. So he needed somebody to believe him who believed him. Abraham believed him in Genesis 17. And he said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And you know what he got Abraham to do? What I'm going to teach you to do. He said, he, got, he changed his name. He said, I don't want you to keep calling yourself what you call yourself. You call yourself what I told you to be. And that's what you got to remember. You can't just say what you want to say because you're going to call, start calling some stuff. I'm telling you now, listen, we don't speak. Listen to me, write this down. We don't speak enough in the church. We don't speak enough in the church. You got to call it. It's waiting for you. Call it. You know, I got a, you know, I got a dog, right? And that goofy dog, if he goes running out in the yard, if I call him, he comes. You got to call some stuff. If you don't call him, he won't come. But if you call him, hey, he comes. You see what I'm saying? There's some stuff out there. You got to call it. It's waiting for your command. You call it. See, this is what people don't understand about confession. We're going to talk about confession. You got to call what you want to come. People are like, I ain't sick. If you sick, you sick. Don't, denying something doesn't make it not a reality. Just call for it healing. You understand what I'm saying? You got some symptoms. Don't say, I ain't sick. You're over there sneezing and wheezing and you all jacked up. You got something going on, man. But you ain't got to say you sick like me. But you ain't, you would not, you're not well right now. Denying it doesn't make it go away. You know what does? Calling for it healing makes it go away. Amen? You don't, you don't sit there and go, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm dying. You know what you do? Yeah, I got some symptoms right now, but I'm called for, I'm the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, I'm healed. I got the blessing of God on my life. I'm healed, well, and whole in Jesus' name. You call healing to come. You got to call it. You got to do a lot more talking. Okay? So let's look at verse 15. You like this? Here we go. Come on. You guys are doing great. I'm going to keep you like 15 after. I'm going to let you go. Okay, this book of the law worketh wrath. For where there is no law, there is no what? Transgression. So he took away the law so there would be no more sin. You understand that? Now the law is love and faith. That's all it is. You got to walk in love and walk by faith. That's a big one, walk in love. Yeah, it, it's really not hard, though, because he gave you the grace to do it. You ever notice you can love some real ding-dongs? Ain't that true? And let me tell you, this is how you, this is how you do it. You, you live, listen to me, listen to me. You live by love. By faith, not by feeling. You live by love, by faith, not by feeling. That means you don't got to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Feel like, man, you know what? I feel like punching people. You know what I'm saying? You know, get around, you know, I'm not in a mean way, but some people are just weird, you know. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And what do you do? You forgive them by faith, and your feelings will catch up. You got what I'm saying? You forgive by faith, and your feelings get. I don't feel like forgiving. You forgive by faith, and then your feelings will catch up. Okay? Does that make sense? So what do you do? You're doing it in honor to God, and he'll give you the grace. 
You got grace for the place, man. I'm telling you, you do. Because the law works for us, for there is no law, there is no transgression. Keep going, 116. We're going to read for a while. Go. Therefore, it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end of promise. See that thing, that promise? That's all, about, that's, all about, that's all about the covenant God and Abraham made, that promise. What was the promise? Hello? What was the promise? What was the promise? Don't get distracted. What was the promise? I'm going to make you heir of the world. Remember that promise? He said, Abraham, I'm going to make you heir of the world. And your kids, 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 kids are going to get the blessing. You know what I'm saying? You let, you're the children of Abraham. You got a blessing by inheritance. Remember these words? Inheritance. How do we get this inheritance? Hello? Look at, you want to see something crazy? Hey, do we, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Can you go to Matthew 101? Just so you can see this. Because you guys, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good at reading you guys. Because I, re, I, I can almost hear your head. Go to Matthew 101 and then go to Romans 4.16. Go to Matthew 101. Look at this. You're going to see this. Watch this. You need to see this. Because you say, well, how in the world did this happen? Easy. Because Jesus was born of David, but David came from Abraham. This book of generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Jesus was the son of David, but Abraham was the son of, uh, Jesus was the son of David, but David was the son of Abraham. You see it? It came on Jesus. You see this? No, you ain't, you ain't getting, some of you get me. Let me, let me show you what I'm saying. Okay, just watch me. No, I'm being cool. I'm being cool. Just check me out, right? Stay with me. Okay, let me come up here so you can get it. All right? Jesus Christ, watch me. Son of David, David, son of Abraham. Abraham cut the deal with God. God, I'm down. Genesis 17, it's good. He said, yeah. He said, well, in your loins is David. And the blessing hit David. And he was king and priest. And the blessing that was in David went to Jesus. And he was the sacrifice. You see it? He just said, he took the, he said, I didn't take the seed of angels. I took the seed of man. That blessing came on him, and his obedience got what? Got, got the whole thing done, but it all came accredited by righteousness. When Jesus and Abraham over here were talking about this thing, and God and Abraham made the deal, the deal just kept coming down from generation to generation to generation to generation. So go back to Romans 4. You got to see this now. Because that's how I'm in. I'm in. So how in the world, how this all Because it seems like sometimes like, Pastor Chris, you're trying to take Jesus. Out. No, no, Jesus was the sacrifice. He was the lamb that was slain for the sins of the world. Without Jesus doing what he's doing, we ain't getting nothing. We know Jesus is Lord. Abraham ain't Lord. Jesus is Lord. Abraham's faith got us the faith to get Jesus. You see what I'm saying? So we go in there by faith. How do we get? Let me tell you. You want to hear something? You're gonna, you might, this might be weird for some of you, but just stick with me. Where did faith come from? Faith came from Abraham. He was the first man to believe God in a position like he did and got faith to be released. The earth. How did we get saved? We see I saved by faith through grace. Remember that? But let me ask you a question. The faith of Abraham, the father of us all. See what he means? He's saying he believed God first. Because he believed God first, faith got released in the earth. There was no faith in the earth. Without Abraham's faith, there ain't no Jesus. You see this? So what do we do? We ride that faith. Where's that faith now? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How do you get faith now? You hear the word of God, and when you hear the word of God, guess what it does? Faith kicks in gear. Because the law worketh wrath, for where there was no law, there is no transgression. Just keep watching, 16, we're going to go. Right? For therefore it is of faith, there you go, that it might be by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the... Hello, who's the seed? You. You the seed. Come on, you see it? You the seed. Right? Not only that which is of the law, but that which is also of the faith of Abraham. Who's of the faith of Abraham? We are. Abraham believed God and was credited to him righteousness. That's how we got in. 
Abraham believed God and it was credited to him righteousness. When you got in by faith, guess what happened? You got accredited righteousness. What's that mean? One of the words is really cool. You're going to see it when we read Romans. He said he imputed righteousness in you. That's where the argument comes in. Because some theologically believe that imputed righteousness isn't true. It's absolutely true. But you know why people get mad about imputed righteousness? Means I put it in you, then you can live like a ding-dong and still be righteous. And I got news for you. You can live like a ding-dong and still be righteous. You can. It's the truth. You live like a complete idiot, not sorry, fresh word, but whatever. People live like a complete ding-dong, but they're still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because once God made you righteous, he ain't taking righteous off you. You understand what I'm saying? So now how in the world? That don't seem fair, right? Living like a nitwit out there in the world, acting a fool, and you were the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God ain't taking back his word. Your, your, your performance that you go perform, God ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm telling you right here now. You, it ruins your consciousness, but you can have God and go act like a clown. And people say, well, God shouldn't have did it. Like, who are you to tell God what he should have did? You know what I'm saying? And how goofy are you running around there? Like, well, that ain't fair. What ain't fair? People are walking around ignorant. They don't know no better. You know better. You say, God, forgive. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right here now. The only thing you got to worry about in life is nothing. You ain't got to worry about nothing. God will take care of all. You know what you got to do? You got to keep your character right. See, character is all about consciousness. It's not about acceptance. Character is all about conscious. It is not about acceptance. You understand me? Your character don't make you good and bad with God. He accepts you, don't accept you. God ain't accepting you based upon that. You ain't, God ain't getting close to you because you're good. He's getting close to you because you're righteous. You understand? Your character don't make God come and go. You know what I'm saying? Your character screws up your consciousness when it's messed up, and you don't come running to God, but God's always standing there ready for you. Sin can't separate you from God. That's foolishness. He annihilated sin once and for all, so sin could never separate you again. You know what I'm saying? That's good news, ain't it? Yeah, because I come running the mercy seat of heaven anytime I want, because that blood made me and gave me action. Well, whose blood was that? That was the blood of Jesus. That's that covenant. I got to That's why I got to die. Why I got to die? I got to die, go to the cross, but I can't go to the cross. So I got to bring my blood. Where did he bring his blood? He brought it to the Holy of Holies. He brought it to the mercy seat of heaven, and he poured it out there, and he let, that blood's still speaking. That blood's talking right now. That's why these idiots trying to kill babies all over the place, that blood's screaming out for justice. It's going to get justice. And you look at this goofy government, and I'm going to tell you right here now, I don't care where you stand politically, you better stand with the Bible. You understand me? I ain't talking about nothing. I pray for everybody in that White House, and you should too. Every one of them I prayed for that I became a Christian. Everybody, I like them, don't like them, do like them, don't like them. Don't like, let me tell you, them people are sick and twisted. I ain't even going to get on that. That's disgusting. And they think it's funny. I watched a video. Of this Man, I'm telling you what. I'm ready to call fire out the sky, burn people up. I swear to God, God is going to use me. I'm going to call fire out the sky and burn people up. And I guess what? I'm going to be like Elijah. I can't get in on this because if I get in on this, I'm going to get mad. They think it's funny. Stupid, stupid government over there, and I pray for the government. I shouldn't say, I think this is funny. This is not funny, man. This is, this, is, this is not good. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying, just pray. We need to pray. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on we need to pray about. You know, you don't need all this stuff going on. We need, we need wisdom in, in, all, in all these things. I mean, you know what I mean? But this, this ain't funny. This, this is like innocence, man. That blood will scream out. Remember Cain and Abel? That blood cried out. He said, who am I, my brother's keeper? He said, I hear your brother's blood crying out. Blood cries out for justice. You understand that? It does. That's why you can't be playing around, man. You don't want to get that reproach. You know? And you don't know. And why I know why God gets all wiggy with all that stuff? It gets on weird. Remember Egypt? They were doing this. He said, there's deliverers being born. That's the side. You know why that is? That's demonic. You want to know why? Because any one of those kids could be a deliverer in the earth, and the devil don't want them being born. That's why. Remember Moses was coming up there. They like, kill all the kids. 
Herod can't kill all the kids. Why are you killing all these babies? Because they don't want to deliver to be born. That's why they try to kill Jesus. They said, remember, he's, Joseph had a dream. He said, don't go that way, man. You better not go through Bethlehem. He said, you go the other way. Why? And keep that kid covered. Why is that? Because they're killing all the Herod called the lions to kill everybody. Why? Because if I can catch that seed before it hits the earth, I can stop that thing. You can't. That's demonic. You see it? All the church running around like, I don't know what the big deal is. There's deliverers trying to be born in the earth, and they demonic, and they're trying to stop it. You got it? That's why you don't play around with all that stuff. You just pray and believe God. We get off that. Go here, okay? Because I'll get on a bandwagon and start yelling about everybody, okay? But I'm telling you, that's why it's important, church. It's important you stand in the gap. You got to pray. Pray that we got the wisdom because if you don't got, because, man, we don't need God against us. You know what I'm saying? I don't want God against me. I'll fight anybody, but I ain't fighting God. Not that only which is of the law, but that which is also of the faith of Abraham, wherefore he, who is what? Follows who? Who's that? Us who? Us all. So he's our father. I, I, this is confusing when you first hear it. I, I thought I came from God and Jesus. Now you tell me I'm from Abraham. Right? It's like, what do you mean I'm from Abraham? You see, he was the father of us all because what happened? Remember, guys? Adam came. Adam sinned. Who, who was the first? Adam. Right? Adam had everybody in the earth in him. There was nobody else. So Adam and Eve, correct? We're going to be the spawn of the earth. In the loins of Adam was every man and woman to be born. He sins. Now he births everybody in sin. Because he's still from him, right? Everybody's sinning doomed. Abraham comes, correct? Shows up and says, God, believe me. Abraham says, sure, I'll believe you. When he believes him, what does he do? He comes in covenant. See that terminology? Covenant with God, what happens when he steps in covenant with God? God goes, okay, now I got a covenant man. And then he goes, what? Now you got to believe me for Isaac. Hello? You got to believe in resurrection because I'm going to resurrect dead things. It's all symbolic. You know why Abraham had to bring Isaac? Because God was going to bring Jesus. It's got to be a fair covenant. You give me your kid because I'm bringing my son. We go son for son. Kill yours. Because they're going to kill mine. That's how it worked. Why do you, you think that God comes to a man 99 years old and she's 100 and dead in the womb? I need somebody that can believe in resurrection power. Because you know you, you ain't got the parts, bro. <laughs> Straight up, that's what he's telling. He said, he said man, need to consider not a deadness of Sarah's womb, but he against hope believed in hope. Makes sense? He said, you got to believe in resurrection because you know right now, at the age you and her are, there ain't no way you're making no baby. And give me your Isaac because I'm going to give you my Jesus. If we're going to be in covenant, bro, it's got to be fair. See it? Whatever I'm asking you to do, you got to be willing to do. That's all. These stories make sense now. Oh, Isaac went up there for what? Covenant terminology. He was exchanged for Jesus. Unless you give your son, I'm not giving my son. That's covenant terminology. I want to give him, but you got to be the first one to do it. He said, Abraham, now I know you believe me. He said, you're a good man. Let's go. You got faith. We can do this thing. And it's all about Jesus coming in the earth to save me and you. Abraham now, because by faith. Now watch this. Where did Ab now watch this. Did, where did Abraham get faith? When he believed God. And he said, now, because you're the father of many nations. What do you mean? Why got to be the father of many nations? Because Abraham, the father, was many nations. and He caused every man to be born in sin and doomed and dead. That's who Abraham, Adam, was going to be the father of many nations. 
Well, guess what he did? He sinned and got messed up, and now everybody born in sin. He said, I need a new man. Now, it's funny. You ever ask yourself the question, well, why weren't we all in the new man? Why weren't we in the new man? Abraham, well, we are. But Jesus had to come and take the penalty for sin and death. That's why we're in the second Adam called Jesus. That's why Jesus is greater than all. Okay? But we needed Abraham like what? Abraham stood like a man in faith to allow the seed of Jesus to come in the earth. That's why we're born of Abraham and the children of Abraham, and we get the blessing of his faith because think about this. We were going to get the blessing that was on Adam, but when Adam committed high treason, watch this, he sold out the earth and cursed the earth because of his disobedience. You see it? And now everything's all jacked up, and the devil's the god of this world, and everybody that's not, and let me tell you right now, all your friends that ain't in Christ, they in the devil. And that's why you need to preach the gospel to them. Well, they're nice. Well, they got nice devils. I've been telling you the truth. Don't say And don't be a baby about preaching to your friends. I don't want to share. They're going to think I'm weird. Who cares? They think you're weird. I had a teacher in Raymond. I don't know what that guy said. For ten, two years I went there, and the three years I was around that place, I remember one thing this guy said. He said, you worried about your friends getting offended when you preach the gospel to them. How offended you think they're going to be when they take their first step in hell, and they knew or find out all the while you knew the truth but never told them? Offend them in the earth. Hey, I got to sit down with you. I got to tell you something. There ain't a person in the earth that come to me with an honest heart and say, can I tell you something? If I went to Andre and said, Andre, Andre came to me and said, hey, I got to tell you something. What? I would give the guy common courtesy to say, if this, is, this means this much to you, what do you want to tell me? I want to tell you about the gospel. Well, I don't want to hear it. Well, let me just tell you anyway. Man, I used to stop people, man. I used to stop people and say, I got to get this off my heart. Let it get What you do after that, that's your own business. But I said, I'm telling you what I'm telling you, and you're going to listen. I don't care. It's taking me three minutes to tell you what I need to tell you, but I need to tell you, man. And they're worried about, what are you going to get? They're going to get offended. I don't care you get offended. It's not about making you offended. It's about me caring enough to love somebody. Man, you love somebody if you tell them the truth. It ain't easy. But don't you worry about it because they need to know how. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't of Abraham, remember Jesus? They said, we of, we're of Abraham, our father. He said, you don't even know who Abraham is. You have your father, the devil. That's what Jesus said. You remember that? See how it worked? They said, we're of our father, Abraham. He said, you don't even know who Abraham is. You have your father, the devil. You ain't, if you were Abraham's seed, even Jesus even told us, if you were Abraham's seed, you'd believe in me. You see it? So what he's saying, he's saying, look, he said, do you see what I mean? That ain't deep, but I'm trying to say, he's like, if you were in the family, you'd be, we'd be together. He said, but you outside the family because you rejected my message. See it? You getting it. You got it. So watch. Keep going. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody good? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. As it is written, I made the father of many nations before him he believed in God who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as they were. Now I got to get you to see something here. You got to start calling some things. You got to start calling things that be not as though they were. Really important, okay? You got to start calling things that be not as though they were. You got to start calling, this, calling these covenant principles in and these promises in. Look right here. Go to, go to Genesis 17.1. You all right? Doing okay? But I want you to start calling, calling in the blessing. You got to start doing more talking. Stop complaining and stop mumbling and stop grumbling and start calling. Call. You got to start calling it in. Look at this, right? Go to Genesis 17. And when Abraham was 99 years old and nine, right? He's 99. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am the almighty God. Now you got to understand something. When he said that, he said, I'm El Shaddai. I'm the almighty God. I'm El Shaddai. What does that mean? I'm the God who's more than enough. 
What did he say? First time he shows up like that, what is he saying? I'm the almighty God. I can do anything. He t- see, here's the obstacle. You 99. He said, I'm El Shaddai or El Shaddai. That means I don't care if you 199. I can do what I said I can do. Come on, somebody. And he said to him, I'm the almighty walk before me and be thou perfect. Now, he's not asking for perfection, but he's asking him to be obedient. Got it? Good. Watch verse 2. And I will make my covenant between me and thee. You remember that, Sunday? I'm going to make a covenant between me and you. What do you mean? Who's this? Now, you got to see this. I'm going to read this to you, okay? I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I'm going to multiply you exceedingly. Now, he's talking to Abraham. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make a deal with you, and I'm going to multiply you exceedingly. I've been, I've been waiting for somebody to believe me, and you finally believe me. Now, why he picked Abraham, I don't have a clue. You know what I mean? But I think Abraham was going to teach his children what God wanted them to teach him. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Here's what we know. Abraham gave us access. Take it. Now, watch this. Okay? Verse 3. Y'all read this, and you're smart. Abraham fell on his face, and God talked to him, saying, okay, for, as for me, behold, my, now, Jesus is telling, God's telling this. Can you imagine God shows up? Abraham hits the dirt, Abram, right? Hits the dirt. And he was like, he said, and behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. This joker can't even get a kid. He starts talking about you being the father of many nations, like the stars in the sky, like he told them. See this? Blowing him out of his mind. He's shot out. He's like, man, you got God. Can you imagine standing in front of the presence of God? Whatever. I don't know what it was like. It must have been good, right? He said this. Now, watch this. Now, this I'm talking about you. And he said, you'll be the father of many nations. Now, watch verse 5. Hey, watch, check out verse 5. Watch this go. Neither shall thy name be called anymore Abram. Now, watch this. God all the while is trying to get you to call you what he wants you to call you, not what you want to call you. He changes his name, covenant terminology. You understand that? Remember when you got married? You got a new name, last name, ladies. Why? I take your name because we ain't covenant. You understand it? Covenant terminology. You ain't going to be Abram no more. You're going to be Abraham. You're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to walk around and you're going to call forth what has not come yet. Everywhere you go, you're going to say, I'm Abraham. Basically, he was saying, who are you? He said, hi, I'm the father of many nations. He said, you ain't got no kids. He said, yeah, I know. I'm calling things that be not as though they were. You see it? You're going to call it out. You got to do more talking. Call it, and it'll come. That's what he's trying to get him to do. Now, watch this. It says this, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Okay? Now, here we go. I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations out of thee, and kings are coming out of you. See it? He said, kings are coming out of him. Okay? Now, y'all know what I told you, right? You the seed. You, you are the offspring of Abraham by faith. Did you get that? So you an heir according to the promise. Watch, keep going. And I watch, and I will establish my covenant. Watch this. I will establish my covenant between me, thee, and thy seed after thee. That's you. So watch this, right? Check this out. Go slow, right? Watch this, and I will establish my covenant between me, God, thee, come on, you, Abraham, and your seed, you. A covenant with God, how did I get in this covenant with God? Because of what Abraham did. You weren't even there. You, look, man, you, well, let me break it down for you. You were born. Hello? Hello? You come out of a family. You didn't get to pick your family. Hello? 
My mom was right there. She didn't get to, oh, he don't look right. Take it back. Come on, right? You know what I mean? This joker showed up. That's what you got. This here I am. You can't turn around 20 years old, look at your parents, go, I don't know why I'm here. It's the way it rolls. You're born into something. You were born into the blessing. So I don't care where you think you came from. You, I don't care what you, you theologically, your mentality tries to tell you. you from Abraham. Hello? That's why you're Jewish. Born into the family of God. You understand what I'm saying? Your original circumcision of the heart. Watch, read it. Now we're going to keep going. Keep going, please. Watch, stay right there. I'll stop right and the, and I see it after the, and their generations for an ever, right there, man. Everlasting God. I ain't coming out of covenant with you, Abraham. So that means I'm not coming out of covenant with you to the earth ends. It's everlasting. And I got news for you. It'll even be a covenant agreement when you get to heaven. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? God's going to establish his word. To be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So when you're gone, I'm still going to be covenant with your kids. The believer. Now, when did you become Abraham's seed? The minute you got born again. When you came into the family of God, you were a new creature. That's why you had to get born again. You died. What was the rebirth about? Resurrection. See, God understands something. Two things happen. Write this down if you're a note taker. Justification and redemption. Okay? You understand that? Justification and redemption were two things that I'd be having. Jesus made you just and Jesus redeemed you. He made you just because he was obedient to take the penalty of sin and he gave you redemption through his resurrection power. Does that make sense? So now you've been justified and redeemed. You got justified because he took sin off of you. Because this is what happened. You remember this? Remember the Old Testament? Okay, this is why it's so important. Can we go, can we go back there? Can we go back there? Hey, can you go to Romans chapter 4 real quick again? Can you do that for me? 424 like that? Watch this. You need to see this, man. This will mess you up. I think we should go up. Ah, oh, man, I'm over here. Wait. Just go to Romans 425. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let me see this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, here, here. Yeah, good. 424 is good. Start there. There's another place I want you to look, but we time's sake, we got to get this. But for us, oh, get this, get this, get this, get this. But for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Wait, now go, go, go. I want you to see this other thing. It reads even better. Come on. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read this. Read 23. That's where I wanted to go. 23 and 24 together, sorry. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, Okay? Righteousness. Here, you know what? Stop, stop. Let me go fast. Go to 17. Let me go slow. Because my head, this ain't easy, man. You got to run air traffic control in your spirit, your mind. This, you think this job's easy. It ain't. As it is written, I made thee the father of many nations before me and believe him. And God who quickened the dead and call those things that be not as though they were. You better start calling some stuff. Now look at me. The Lord spoke to me the other day and said, you, you got to call it. It's waiting for your voice. It's voice activated. Your stuff's waiting for you. It'll come when you call. If you don't call, it won't come. Watch 18. Here we go. Who against hope, believe in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to which is focused, so shall thy seed be. So shall thy seed be. According to which is focused, so shall thy seed be. Right? That's that promise. It's all about the promise. Watch verse 19. Keep going. Be not weak in faith, considering now his own body dead. And dead is sign of your What? He didn't care about that. He didn't look at the obstacle. Sacrament of the promise 
of God. Promise, not promises, that one promise. To be the father of the nation, to be the heir of the world. So I didn't stagger this thing. We're strong in faith, giving glory to God. Watch this. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, is that one promise, he was able also to perform that promise. To make you the father of many nations. That's all about, he talked about Sarah, Sarah's womb. How's God going to get this promise? You say he's going to do it by faith. You just got to believe. Watch this. Watch 22. Here's where I want you to see. Go. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. His faith made him righteous. Now, I'm going to get you something about imputed covenant terminology. Want here? See something? Now, look at me. Give me energy. I'm going to let you out of here in 14 minutes. It's a lot to think about. You're doing great. You guys are so smart. I'm so happy you come on Wednesday. Really am. Okay? Watch this. In the Old Testament, the priest would bring, hello, the scapegoat or the lamb. What would he do? He'd let one go with the blessing, hello, and then he would take the curses on the sins of the camp, lay it on the animal, and let it loose into the wilderness to be devoured. He took the sin of Israel and placed it on the animal, and then the animal was released in the wilderness to be destroyed, and it held over because the shedding of blood is the remission of sin. He imputed the sin, the priest, imputed the sin of the people into the animal, and the animal left to be destroyed. Jesus did the same thing for me and you. He imputed in himself your sin and imputed righteousness into you by faith. So you were made righteous, not because of action. You were made righteous because of belief. So now look at that right there. Look at that right there. You see this? You so sharp. Man, you so right. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm so righteous. Woo. That's so righteous. Come on. And therefore, it was what? Now watch this. Now watch this. What does imputed mean? It means I put it in them. I put, now get, come on, pay attention. You got to see this. Therefore, it was imputed, uh, what? Imputed to him for righteousness. Faith. Faith made him righteous. Now you seeing it? So now what, how'd you get faith? You got faith to believe. You got imputed righteousness. It was imparted. He went to the cross and, and took your sin and gave you the blessing. Made you righteous. You with me? And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Keep going. Now you're going to see that other scripture. Now it was not, no, you better get this. You better get this. Look at this. Well, why'd you write it? See it? Read the Bible. Now it was not written for his sake alone. Whose sake alone? Abraham. That it was imputed to him. I wrote it so, look at 24. But also for us. You see it? He said, I want you to know you're righteous. You ain't righteous because you're cute. You're righteous because I made you righteous. I got up on that cross to make you righteous. I got up there and switched out your sin and made you the righteous God because you couldn't be accepted by, you could not be accepted by God. I, you ain't got no problem with no sin. This is where the Calvinism gets all wacky and all these other theologians. Well, then wh where does it come in for sin? And I'm going to tell you where it comes in for sin is this. Sin, sin has never touched your DNA again. You know what I'm saying? You understand? So this is why you can't explain it. You can't explain it. But then where do we sin? You sin in action. And the only sin you commit is when you step out of faith. And when you step out of the word, you step out. And that's why Jesus said, these are the blessings and these are the curses. And even though you're blessed, if you step out of faith, guess what will happen? You'll partake of the curse. Even though you're not part of it, it cannot affect you, but you can stay under it because of your lack of faith. The earth's cursed. You see it? you blessed. You see it? You're righteous. If it ain't working, you ain't doing something right. Your obedience is off. 
somewhere. So figure out where you ain't obedient. I run around. I told them the other day. Roxanne will tell you. I was in here the other day. They were acting. I don't know. They might even be in there. You were here. You've seen some of it. I said, you better get your junk right, all of you. I said, you bring a mess in here, I'll kick you out. I'm telling you, you need to go home and make some adjustments, people. We fighting in this house. Y'all better stop fighting. Screwing up your blessing. Arguing and quarreling. No, we ain't fighting in this house. I ain't blocking no blessing. You got kids popping off at the mouth. Say, look, unless you pay rent, this is the way it's going to roll around here. We're going to have a house meeting. I'm being straight. Listen to me. I ain't being mean, man. Look, I saw, what's blocking this thing? I, I start doing inventory, man. Being careful what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You can say stuff. You don't have to say nothing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Give me an amen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't getting no strife with nobody. You know, don't get no strife. Strife will block the blessing. No faith. You ever have no faith for something? You've got to get faith. Now, let me tell you, it's cool. Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So you got to go hear something that creates faith. Because when you hear the word of God, it'll create faith for what God said. See, God put enough faith in everything he said. That's why when it shows up, it's got faith to create itself. Did you get that? See, people think, let me tell you, ain't no other. I was, listen, man, there ain't no other way around this. Most, 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 they, you got to learn this stuff. Church now has become like a club of entertaining you to get you excited. And I'm not picking on church. It's like, oh, good, let me tell you. No, you got to get this stuff going. This is how you make it in life. Speak the word. I got to say what God said. Confession, you better believe it. You got to confess what God said because it never becomes a reality until you confess it. You understand it? Because until you speak it, it ain't going to become a reality for you. It won't. Even though like, the whole book's yours. Until you start what, speaking it out your mouth, it ain't going to activate in your life. You become partaker with it when you speak it. And I got news for you. What God said in that book, when you say it, you unlock the faith in it that God put in it when he spoke it. You better get that. Let me show you that again. When you find what God said in that word, hello, and you believe it and speak what he said, you activate the same power that was in it when he spoke it. That's why they call it the rhema word. The Bible is a logos, written word. The rhema is the spoken word. Everything you got in that lap of yours on that phone and that computer, that thing is logos. But the minute you speak it, you quicken it with rhema, and now rhema has the power to create the spoken word of God. Now, what you're basically doing when you speak the word of God or you accept what God has said, you give yourself capacity to become what he wrote about you. You see that? That's why you got to go find out everything God said, the important stuff. You know what I'm saying? You got to find out what God said and say what he said because that's what you're trying to tell Abraham. Don't say what you want to say about you, kid. Say what I told you you are. That's key. Now, look at right here. Come on. We got like seven minutes. Come on. You're doing great. Now, you see this? Man, that was good. Go back to that. Go back to 24. You just got to say that. But also, he wrote it for what? For us, to whom it shall be imputed. Oh, come on. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus the Lord from the dead. You believe it? Then you got imputed righteousness. Now, that, that don't come like a wave of the sea. You stay righteous. What if I act like a dipstick? You still a dipstick that's righteous. I'm just telling you, man. Go, 25. I know it must sound funny. Who was delivered for our feds and was raised again for justification, just as if I never sinned. I was justified by resurrection power. How are you going to undo what he did on a cross? You can't. Now, here's the thing. 
This gives me a license to sin. No, man. This gives you the license to serve because once you see how good it is, you don't want to sin no more. Why would I go? Why am I going to sin? You know what I'm saying? Just don't give you no light. That's why they got all mad. You want to know why? Who got mad? The church got mad. They, they, they didn't want you. That's why, that's why when Martin Luther nailed the thesis on the door in the Catholic church, they were trying to control the people. He said, if you tell them how good this thing is, these people are going to go hell bent. Nah, that ain't what's going to happen. If you know how good this is, you're going to get, you're going to get in line and in order. And I ain't walking out of the blessing. This is crazy. You see what I'm saying? Now watch 26. And then we'll go from there. Where we would go back, right? That's it anyway. Yeah, who delivered us from our offense and was raised again for our justification. That's the end of it. Go to four. Um, what was I saying the other one was? Fifth, 17. Where are we at? 17.5? Genesis 17.5? Go there. Got a couple minutes. Check it out. You doing good? Are you pulling us in? So you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Okay? You righteous. So now what happens when I'm righteous? Understand I have right standing with God. Now what do I do? I speak the word. Now, listen, you got to start speaking the word. You got to call those things that be not as though they were. Now, you go, somebody right here now. Well, that's, that's weird. No, 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 no. That's God. Don't say that. Well, I, I don't understand that. Don't you want to be like God? Call those things that be not? As though they were. What's that mean? Call it in. It's waiting for you to call it. It's like, think it is. It's like a puppy dog. You got a dog and then you got a dog? What do you do when you call the dog? Dog comes. You don't run out there. What's your dog's name? Minnie? You don't go out there and go, hey, Bobby, 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 Bobby. That dog ain't coming running. Hey, Minnie, Minnie come running because you call it by name. Blue, right? Isn't that the dog's name? Blue. If you went over there, they got a Minnie in the blue, right? If you go out there and if you he go out there and go, Minnie, Minnie, that dog ain't coming running for that mess. Not It's a good dog. You know what I'm saying? He, blue knows his name. Blue, you go over to Minnie's house and go, Blue, that dog ain't coming after that name. It knows its name. You understand? Yo, you getting this? Call it. Hey, money knows its name. Hey, money, you come here. It goes, whoa, somebody calling me. I got to come. Healing. It's got to come. Well, where is it? I don't know where do I know. But I know this. He said, I give you everything pertaining to life and godliness. It's there. By divine partaker by precious promises. You call it and it'll come. You know what I'm saying? You call it, it comes. It comes. When it comes, guess what? It shows up on time. Look at this, right? Neither shall thy name be called anymore Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham. You call yourself the father of many nations. For a father of many nations, I have made thee. I made you. So you call you what I made you. Ooh, you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Keep going. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make the nations of thee, and kings shall come out of you. That's why you kings and priests. You the king. You the king. He's the king of kings, but you kings in the earth. And you're supposed to, Romans chapter 5 says you're supposed to reign like a king in the earth. Romans 5.17. Write that down. Romans 5.17 says you're supposed to reign in. I ain't reigning like no king. That's because you don't know who you are. The minute you know who you are, you start rolling like king. I told you you're going to get a superiority complex by the time I'm done with you. That ain't that don't mean you be mean to people. You know what I'm saying? But you roll like, nah, that ain't it. That ain't it. It's better than that. I ain't, I ain't staying here. I might be in a spot right now, but I ain't staying here. I'm not staying here, man. I might have some kind of money, but I ain't staying here. I might have some kind of feeling in my body, but I ain't staying. I'm on the road to healing, man. 
and lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. I'm in the recovery process, baby. God's putting some stuff back together that they didn't know could get back together. And when it's all sunning back together, guess what? I'm going to go back and say, hey, doc, look at my God. Hallelujah. Look what he can do. Amen. Look, I love the doctor. God bless the doctor. Don't get all mean at the doctor. The doctor's working with what he's got. God bless these people. You understand me? They ain't all, they're, thank God for the doctor. You know what I'm saying? They do a good job. They're trying to help you out. But he ain't the final report. Whose report are you going to believe? Amen? I had that lady that time. She was our customer. I said, what's the matter with you? You know, we went, she was on pain. She didn't know what was wrong with her. She went to the doctor. She said, I, I come back. I got a diagnosis. I said, what is it? She said, I got fibromyalgia. I didn't even know what the heck the stuff was. You ever hear this stuff? Painful. Remember we went there to lay out? I said, praise the Lord. She thought I was off the deep end anyway. I said, what you say? What you say? Why you say praise the Lord for? I said, I needed a name. I said, tell the doctor thanks. She said, what you mean tell the doctor thanks? Thanks for fibromyalgia? I said, no, thanks. I just needed a name. Because I don't know what you got. But now that I know what they say you got, I got a name that's bigger than fibromyalgia. His name's Jesus, amen. And that fibromyalgia got about its need in the name of Jesus, amen. Woo! Something wrong with me. What's wrong? I got, they come with lupus. One, some of them had, one of them had lupus. They ain't got lupus no more. They got Jesus, amen. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You need a name. But see, this ain't for the weak. See, this is what church has made you. Let me tell you something right now. I'm not going to make you. I'm training champion. We got champion training. See, this is a problem with this thing. This is why people don't want to stay in an atmosphere like this all the time. Because I don't let you be defeated. I don't let you think stupid. I don't let you think weak. I don't let you think like a human. Most church makes you, makes you most people preaching, making you think like you're a human. You're not a human. You ain't got no right to no feelings. I'm a mess. But I don't care. This is the truth. You ain't got no rights to no feelings. I don't got no right to no feelings. I ain't allowed to feel what I want to feel. I tell myself what to feel. I ain't got no right to thought. I don't even think my own thoughts. Jesus is the same way. He said, I ain't thinking nothing but what my daddy told me. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I, I'm compassionate with you because when you go through, I'll go through with you. I told you. I validate you. I'm with you. But I ain't going to let you think silly. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm down and depressed. Well, good. Come see me. I'll get you up and ready to go. Why? Because the word of God said it'll lift you up and put you forward. So you can't stay there too long. You can have a down day. You can have a blue Monday, but you ain't allowed to have a blue week. You get one day, one only, only that's it, and then come see me. I'm going to talk you up big because you big. See, because this is the problem with the devil. The devil wants you to think, oh, you down. You ain't down. You're a dominion person. You're supposed to reign in earth like a king. When he sees you coming, he's getting scared. Problem with you, oh, let me tell you how to get out. Let me tell you how to get out. You ain't got to get out of nothing. Let me show you how to take dominion over the earth. You get it in your mouth and you speak it. Now, here's the thing. You know, you ever watch Fred Price? Anybody watch the Apostle Fred Price? You like the Apostle? I like the Apostle. He's good, right? Apostle Fred Price, right? Apostle, you ever watch him? Evidence, evidence. Can we see your evidence, evidence, evidence? I love that show. I love that song. That song made me happy. I didn't know what they were saying. And I was like, can we see your evidence? But I'm going to tell you right now, he had a growth on his chest. Let me tell you where the winning comes in. I got to go. Play something for me, please. Thank you. And we read all these scriptures again on Sunday, okay? She's playing the song, right? He had a growth on his chest. He went in the shower one day. He said, he hit a bump. He said, man, I got a bump on me. What in the world is this? He had a lump on his chest. That ain't good. He said, well, he said, all right, I know what I got to do. It's documented. He said, he said, I'll start speaking. He said, he started speaking to that lump every day. Eight months. Wasn't it like eight months? Eight months. You heard the story, right? Eight months. He said, I go in the shower. You know, I don't see it when you got your clothes on or nothing like that. He said, every time I go in, he said, thank God. I believed I received one. I prayed healing powers in that lump, making it disappear and dissolve. Eight months. 
Oh, I want to do it. You want to do it for four minutes and then you think it's over. That's how the church is creating people. Nah, you don't say, you, you got God backing you up. You say it till you see it. You don't stop saying it till you see it. Don't you quit. Oh, I did it for a month. Be quiet a month. Do it for a lifetime. When you get, I'm telling you what, Kenneth Hagin said this. I heard him say, he said, when you're willing to stand forever, you ain't going to have to stand very long. You got to be willing to stand forever and say what God said. He said he would do it. He said, and one day, you know, he said, I got in the shower. He said, I went with the soap. I went like this, and it was gone. Where The lump's gone. Eight months speaking to it. You see what I'm saying? You got to build the tenacity to do what God said. Abraham probably called, Abraham called himself, there's a time frame on it. Abraham stood in the promise for, for a while, but within a year, he got the promise of Isaac to show up when he started saying what God said to say. Say what God says. See what I'm saying? You're doing good, guys. And listen, stand on your feet. That's not me knocking you. You got to feel some stuff, but you're going to get so strong, you're going to override your feelings with faith. You know what I'm saying? And I want you to feel. You're not like robots. You understand what I'm saying? But you can't let your feelings ride you too long that you start slipping in faith. You know what I mean? It's okay. I'm going to cry. We're all going to cry. just depends how long we're going to cry. We all, listen to me, man. We're all going to cry. You ain't some desensitized weird people. You're going to cry. But I'm going to tell you right here now, we're gonna, you're going to determine how long you cry. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that? Say, yeah, okay, I'm crying. I just cried my tears. And let me tell you something about your tears. They're precious to God. He's got a bottle and he fills them up. So don't think this ain't no big deal of me crying. It is. It's, it means something to God. I don't want you walking around thinking I'm un- uncompassionate. But you can't stay there long. You going to cry? Yeah. I don't know why we got to go through this hell we got to go through. So cry and then get up in the morning and put the word of God in your mouth. And say, God, you know what you said? And stare death in the face. Stare it all in the face. It's scared of you. You know what I'm saying? You covenant keeping God. Let me tell you right here now. You don't you ever forget this. God's your partner. You're my covenant keeping God. They ain't my battles. They're his battles. He told Jehoshaphat, he said, go back to the, he told Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat cut a covenant with God. He said, you go to the edge of the battle, sit there and stand there. God said, there's an army coming against me. He said, I told you, go to the edge of the battle, sit there and stand there. And do what? He said, this battle's not yours. Just go down there and be quiet, boy, and watch me work. He went down the edge of the battle, and they started defeating him. They won. God's your partner. This ain't my, this ain't your battle. My God is my defense. Holy smokes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ain't that good news? You ain't got to go down there and say, hey, who's your partner? Hey, 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 who's on your team? Well, uh, we got this and we got that. Uh, we got Jesus. We got God. And we got the Holy Spirit. Who's, who's your partner? <laughs> you ever show up to something, you got to have a partner, you know, you play a game. Who's, your, who's on your team? Well, I got God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, by the way, they never lost. And they don't plan on losing. And bottom line, whatever God says is going to be. So if it's day and he says it's night, night just became day and day became night because he's God. So I can't lose. So stay in God. Stay in your covenant. Stay in your agreement. Stay in your place and win the victory. And say, you want to know what? If I roll up my sleeves and dig in my covenant, my covenant's got to produce. Guess what? Because it's my covenant given to me by Abraham. And here's the news, right? Here's the key. He said he gave it to us in the new birth. Well, why'd you reveal yourself to me? You should have never told me who you were if you didn't want me to come in this family. So guess what? If you showed me in and let me in and I'm in, guess what? I'm all in. I'm going to believe what it says about me. I'm a covenant-keeping individual. Amen? And then you do. You call on your covenant partner. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's like getting in a fight and you got a big brother. Go get, I'm going to go get my big brother. 
Don't make me go get them. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? My brother, man, he'd knock you out. Remember you like some of you family stuff? You like, you got a little brother getting in fights and you can't fight? I couldn't fight nobody. I was going to get beat up every day. I had friends that could fight. Once I made friends, I friended up, I was untouchable. I went to high school. They'll tell you. I went to high school. That place was a nut house. I told you this story. I was like, I'm going to get killed in this place. These people are crazy. I made friends. That was it. I was done. I was untouchable. How'd you become untouchable? Not because I could fight. But they fight. They're crazy. They're nuts. It was great. I understood it. I was like, you can't touch me because if you touch me, here's the deal. You know what happened? If you come and touch me, they're going to touch you. So what do you say? I whoop you all day long, but I don't want to touch you because if I fight you, I got to fight all them and I can't beat them. And you know what happens? That's covenant. The devil looks and goes, hey, I'll beat you all day long. You might try to come get me, but I'm getting ready to go get Jesus. And you remember what he did to you last time? Stripped you naked and whooped you like a fool down there in hell. Took the keys of the kingdom and gave them to me. So bottom line is this. Not only will he beat you, I'll beat you too because I come in the name of the Lord. And by the way, I'm in him and he's in me and we're one. So are you really you or are you him? And I got news for you. You're really him in the earth today. So how are you really being me? You can't. See, that's when you start knowing who you are. And he starts saying, hit the road, Jack, because I'm about ready to open my mouth like a sword. Whew. And you start telling the devil what to do. The devil's done. The day the devil telling you what's going on is over. You're going to start telling the devil what's going on. This house is going to have peace in it. I ain't got none of this nonsense. Money, you come. Body, you work. Family, to go like, oh, I'm telling you, you're going to start confessing this word. Call those things. Call it. Now, I was laughing. I told Doc, and he said something. I said, all I need you to do is come and say something. Because let me tell you something right here now. You can't become something until somebody says something. So all I need you to do is come and say something. That's what you got to tell the Lord. Say something to me, God. Show me something in this book. Once you show it to me, I can have it. You're going to do this. Lift your hands to heaven. Just say this out loud. You guys are doing so good. Say, God, Father, I thank you for this covenant. I thank you for the blessing. I thank you that I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to be in it. I'm going to live in it. I'm going to get a revelation of it. I'm going to walk greater and greater and greater in the blessing. And I thank you, Lord. You're revealing to me now. I walk in faith, not by sight. I walk in power, and I walk in wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, just lift your hands up real high. And the Lord's just going to touch you right now. He's going to touch some of you right now. He is. He watching. He'll do it. He's going to lift some burdens off you. He's going to lift some weights off you. He's going to break some words off you. Just close your eyes and just let him feel you right now. He's going to feel you when you leave this place. You're going to feel lighter. Some of you, I got a word for you. Some, some of you, words were spoken over you that were evil. They were sent by design. They were sent to discredit and discourage and discriminate against you. They were evil words. They were spoken over you. They were hurt-filled hurt words, and they were words that were trying to, it was demonic in its influence to try to ruin your identity of who you are. But I want you to know right now, in this moment of time, God's getting ready to erase those words off of your heart and uproot those trees that were planted by wrong seeds. So right now, as you take the word and the seed of the word of God and allow it to transform your life, it's going to change your life forever. And the power and the anointing and the ability of heaven is going to release you from broken words and broken dreams and painful paths. The Lord's going to release his anointing right now upon you to set you straight, lift you up, put you up above. Understanding who you are in Christ is going to reveal to you what you were spoken in words that didn't make any sense to you, and you're going to find that they were lies. Problem with a lie is if you believe it, it will become a truth. 
So we're just going to cast down everything that has wrong identity connected to you and what it makes you feel like. So as you step in this brand new season, you're going to see and you're going to know greater than ever before every word that was spoken over you that didn't line up with the word of God is going to be eradicated and dissolved now in Jesus' name. Supernaturally, he's going to erase it. And he's going to plant brand new seeds, dig up the old seeds, and they're going to uproot the old trees. And now you're going to have new fruit that grows out of you because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to get ready to speak. We're going to put new seeds. We're going to reprogram you. Romans 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercy of God, present your body a living sacrifice, holy, just, and acceptable to God, which is reasonable service, and not be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. You're going to renew your mind to the word of God, and you're going to be transformed. It has transforming power. You're going to believe what it says. The anointing is here right now. I'm telling you right now, the anointing is here. I feel it on me. Just get ready to go to a new level. There's a brand 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 new level. There's a, the anointing is falling right now. There's a brand new level falling on you now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Some of you can even feel it on the left side of your head. You can almost feel it on the left side of your head. It's on the left side of my face. I can feel the anointing falling. I can feel it falling, 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 falling. And words. Words are being eradicated. The anointing's here. Just don't, don't come out of this right now. Just stay right here. Let that anointing fill you. Words. Words are being broken off of you. Words. Identity is being broken off of you. Wrong identity. Wrong identity. It's being broken off of you now. I am what the word says. Say this out loud. Everybody in here. Say, I am what the word of God says I am. That's the only thing I am. I'm not what I think about myself. I am what the Word of God says I am. And from now on, I'm going to believe and receive what the Bible says about me. I'm going to think upon good things, pure things, lovely things, good report. I'm going to believe. What the Word of God says about me today. Right now, Lord, touch my mind. Touch my mind. Touch my mind. Touch my mind. Now, let your anointing fill me. Pray in the Holy Spirit for a minute. Don't, don't leave this atmosphere. We just stepped in the glory. Keep your eyes closed. I can't. I'm going to tell you right here now. I know God. I can't do what, I, what he's doing right now. You could, you could spend 20 years in counseling. And I'm telling you, you can't get what you're going to get right now. If you pray in the Holy Spirit, be heartfelt about it. Breaking through into revelation, breaking through into revelation, breaking through into revelation, breaking through into revelation. We're breaking through in a new revelation about who you are, who you are, who you are, who you are, who you are. Who you are. 
Pray in the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Stir it up. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Never to be the same. Never to be the same. Weights and weights are being lifted off of you right now. Burdens are being removed. Yokes are being destroyed. In Jesus' name. Just lift your hands to heaven. Say this out loud. Say, Jesus, I believe and I received life transforming power came into my mind, came into my heart, and I'm never going to be the same again. I'm never going to see the Word of God the same way again. It's going to be deeper, richer, and I'm going to believe it. And what it says about me, everything it says about me, I'm going to believe. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to be it. I'm going to apply my life to the Word from this moment forward. Help me seek and help me understand who I am in Christ. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Man, come on, put your hands together. Man, that's good, right? Don't you feel that? Feel good. It feels lighter in here. You know what I mean? And you just believe what the Bible says about you guys are doing great. Let me tell you something. You Wednesday night guys are doing great. Just keep coming and be ready. Take good notes. Let it happen. I promise you, you give yourself to this. You give yourself some time. You ain't, you ain't going to be normal. I mean, you'll be supernatural, man. Oh, next thing, I'm in covenant, man. You're going to talk, man. Something's going to change. You're thinking different already. You've been in this thing two weeks, not even a week. I'm walking into blessing. This thing's busting open. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get, watch. How many of you start seeing that first fruit thing working already? And you're walking into blessing. Ain't this true? You're like messing you up, man. Like, whoa, what's going on? It's going to happen. It's got to happen. So you just keep yourself, and I'm a co- next time you got a little bit of worry, say, God, you're my covenant partner. You got a partner, and God's your partner. Lay your head on the pillow at night, go to sleep. You know how many times I just tell God, you, yeah, thank God you got this. You put him first, didn't you? You put him first, and he'd take care of you. You got a partner. That's why this tithing thing is important. Did you tithe? You pay the bills, bro. That ain't my problem. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.